In today's lesson, we are going to talk about microscopy because microscopy is related to cells. Developments in microscopy have allowed us to find out more about subcellular structures. That means the parts within the cell uh, found in plants, in animals, and in bacteria. The pictures that we will get are the pictures from images. And those are the ones that we are going to have to measure. So now that we're talking about measuring, we need to talk about the units that are used when measuring images of specimens. You're going to use your ruler. And most of the times the examiners will draw a line, for example, across a cell or a part of a living organism that is included in that particular image that you're going to get. You're going to use a ruler that is most of the times in centimeters. Remember that one centimeter contains 10 millimeters. So millimeters is going to be your base unit from the image because that's the one in the ruler that you're going to use. You measure the, the line. Let's say that you have a specimen with a length of five centimeters. In millimeters, that's 50 millimeters. So five centimeters equals 50 millimeters. However, this is a magnified image of the specimen because you uh, obtained it when you were observing using the microscope. So let's say that the magnification was 100 times. It means that that image is 100 times bigger than the real specimen, the real size or actual size. So you are going to have to make a conversion between millimeters and the tiny size, real size or actual size of the specimen. If you measured 50 millimeters with your ruler and the magnification is 100 times, it means that the actual size is the 50 millimeters divided by the magnification. So divided by 100. In that case, 50 millimeters divided by 100 is going to be 0 0.5 millimeters. In other cases, though, you're going to have electron microscope images. And you can have magnifications of 10,000 times. And then you're going to have to start looking at divisions by 10,000. And let's say it's 50 millimeters divided by 10,000. That's going to be 0 0.005 millimeters, which we better write in a smaller unit that uses the Greek letter mu in front of the little m, and you've probably seen it before. So 0 0.005 millimeters, little m, little m, equals 5 micrometers. Because you multiply by 1,000 to convert from millimeters to micrometers. There are 1,000 micrometers in 1 millimeter. The Greek letter mu before the small m is a micrometer and it's 10 to the minus 3 of a millimeter 
or 10 to the minus 6 over meter. So remember that the base um, unit in the international system, the meter, the prefix milli is 10 to the minus 3 over meter. Micro is 10 to the minus 6 over meter. Nano is 10 to the minus 9 over meter. And pico is 10 to the minus 12 over meter. As you can see, the increment in the power is in plus 3. So it means that there is a factor of a thousand between each one of those prefixes. If you have the book by Levesley and Kiersey on page 3, there is a table, table E, where you have the conversion between milli, micro, nano, and pico. If you have to convert, for example, nanometers to micrometers, because micrometers is a, a larger unit, then you're going to divide by 1,000. So you have to make sure that you know how to convert units from one to the other. You have to be careful because in the older editions of this book, there is a mistake. So on the left side of table E, where the green arrows go from pico to nano to micro to milli, um, it has to be divided by a thousand when you convert. And on the right side, when you have from milli to micro to nano to pico, to, to pico you need to multiply by a thousand. Apart from the magnification, which is how big we can observe an, uh, a specimen using the power of the lenses of the microscope, there is also the level of detail we can see, and that is called resolution. So remember this other keyword, resolution, and resolution is about detail. Magnification is about size. So you can have a large image, but with low resolution, meaning that it will look like out of focus. It will not be clear. Uh, if you have high resolution, it means that the smallest distance between two points that can still be seen at two points, it's really small. So uh, ideally, we want to have high magnification and high resolution so that we have a large and clear image. Now we can answer question number four in the book. Remember that it's attached. I have um, included the first pages of the book. So you can, if you don't have the book, you can open the file and you can have a look at uh, the questions and the pages that I am using to guide you through this uh, lesson of microscopy. Question four says, Hooke's microscope had a resolution of about 0.002 millimeters. What does this mean? Well, it means that two points that were 0.002 millimeters or more further apart could be seen as two separate points. If the points were 0.001 millimeter apart, 
they will be seen as one image. You couldn't tell that there were two dots there, two points. So this is what resolution is about. The other concept that you have to understand is the concept of stains. Stains are used for specimens to um, make it clearer for us to observe because sometimes they are colorless and when the light goes through them, we can't see them. So we add stains. Different stains have been developed for specimens. Better lenses uh, have been also developed and better light sources. Today's best light microscopes magnify up to 1,500 times. There is something called the oil immersion lens that usually uh, has a magnification power of 100, but we must use a special oil. It's a, it's a longer objective lens and it really comes close to the specimen. So it's it's not you need to be a trained um, scientist or biologist on microscopy to be able to use this without breaking the slide. Then we move on to the electron microscope. Now we are improving the tools we're using to observe um, our specimens. The electron microscope was invented in the 1930s. Instead of light, beams of electrons pass through a specimen and build up an image. These microscopes can magnify, magnify up to 2 million times with resolutions down to 0.0000002 millimeter. This allows us to see cells with great detail and clarity. Now, the image obtained by electron microscopes are called electron micrographs, E-M, big E, big M. The reason I'm pointing this out is because you might come across T-E-M or S-E-M initials, and that stands for two different types of electron micrographs that are obtained. One in which the electrons pass through another one the other one, the scanning, the SEM, is the one in which the electrons bounce off and we get even three-dimensional images. Now, the specimens uh, can be observed live with the light microscope, but not with the electron microscope. Now, uh, let's finish wrapping up, answering question number five and number six uh, in the book. Question number five explain why electron microscope images show more detail than light microscopes. We just said it. They have high magnifications and high resolutions, meaning that we, we can um, get images with great detail and clarity. Every time you have an explained question, make sure that you include more information. So all the information that you can remember when you're answering. So you could say also that the electron microscope uses beams of electrons instead of light. And that might give you an extra mark. Notice high magnification and 
high resolution. In high resolution, the smaller the distance between the dots that you can see as two separate points, the higher the resolution. Thank you for listening up to here. For more microscopy, cells, and enzymes from the Biology GCSE syllabus by Edexcel, please visit my Patreon channel. Veronica Solorzano Athanasiu creates biology and science lessons. There are also lessons for chemistry. We've covered so far states of matter and mixtures. You have until May 27th, that's um, a week on Friday, to subscribe, to be able to gain access to all these lessons, past paper questions and answers. And we will plan a Q&A for those who register for the summer term. After that, I will be going on a break and um, the virtual classroom will be open again August 29th, where we will be in full speed covering biology, physics, and chemistry, GCSE for combined science based on the specification by Edexcel. So I am so grateful for you being here and I hope to see you either on my Patreon channel or for you to continue listening to my lessons. There are many lessons at different levels and in different languages um, here on the podcast. So you can even find one in Greek. I can also teach in Spanish. So feel free to send me a message on my social um, profiles in Instagram. On Instagram, I am Biology Lessons on Air. Uh, and um, in uh, on Facebook, the same, Biology Lessons on Air. On Twitter, you can find me as Vero Wellbeing, if that's your preferred platform. So I'll see you around. Until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.